Up next on the Believer's Walk of Faith. There are two realms. The realm of the spirit, cause. The realm of the flesh, or natural, effect. Cause, effect. So when you're only in this reality of the senses, you're only in the effects. And you're trying to figure out solutions in the natural. But once you get in the spirit, you can go back to the root cause of everything. Well, welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith. This is Bill Winston, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, did you know that the Word of God is designed to do the impossible in your life? Now, I don't care whether it's to start a multi-million dollar business or company or either give you an idea that'll create a new industry. I'm telling you, the Word of God will do it. So we're talking about the Word that will do the impossible. Now, Mark 11:24 says this, Believe you've received when you pray and you shall have it. Glory to God, that is a blank check. So let's go right into this powerful message entitled, Living on Top of the World. The capabilities that you and I have of living, how we can live, are much beyond what the world system or people of the world can experience. And one of the biggest reasons why is because you have been born again and reconnected with God. Isn't that a good place to be? Reconnected with God. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 that we're seated together with him in heavenly places. So we're not under circumstances, we're on top of them. And the only way that the enemy can keep control of the people of God in this earth is to keep them ignorant or keep them carnal. Those two. We're gonna deal with one of those a little bit today. Let's go over to Isaiah, if you will, Isaiah chapter 65. Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 16. That he who blesseth himself in the earth shall be blessed himself in the God of truth. I just want to take that part of that verse and look at it in the amplified translation. And here's what it says. So it shall be that he who invokes a blessing on himself in the land shall do so by saying. Ooh, that's good. So words have a lot to do with what you do. Because as I taught in teaching on confession, you will rise or fall based upon your words. If you recall, they came back from spying out the land of Canaan. And when they came back from spying out that land, that they said, some of them said, we can't take it. You recall that, right? They said, we can't take it. And guess what? They didn't. But the others said, we can. 
And guess what? They did. So the Bible says death and life are where? In the power of the tongue. Now when God made you, he made you like him. Genesis 1, 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Then he went on down in Genesis chapter two and verse seven, and he talked about them having this speaking spirit like God. The, God, God, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And one of the translations says, Hebrew translations, said he became a speaking spirit just like God. So what God gave mankind is words. And God did not create mankind to be a servant in this earth. He created him to be a ruler, to be Lord over this earth. He put God over all creation. After he created everything, he created a man and put him over everything. Now, when we say that, when we talk about words, we got to remember that words were originally for more creation than communication. Are you still with me? And so when we're talking about that, we're saying that we become speaking spirits like God, that as God spoke, let there be, we should be able to speak, let there be. Now understand, one of the things that is the biggest difference between you and God is that you are not sovereign. Now, what do I mean by that? Mean that you have an overlord. That God is your father. And that if you separate from the father, you will die. Just like if I separate the fish from the water, what will happen to them? They'll die because that's your life source. So, but other than that, you are to think like him, talk like him, act like him, glory to God, uh, believe like him. Everything is like him. Now, what's the problem? because you and I have been born again and we're supposed to be acting like our father. And there's a problem here because many of the people of God are not acting like their father. And I said, one of the things is ignorance. The other one is carnality. Let's deal with carnal. Ignorance means you don't know, never been taught. Nobody's ever, you've never learned these things. But then you got a, a carnal person and we talk about that one other time. And when we say carnal, we're talking about a person who basically is living by his or her own natural ability or human uh, carnal ability. 
and we, we refer to it as carnal. In other words, this person is thinking based only on this world's uh, reality. So you are thinking, or, her, or not you, but whoever's thinking carnally is thinking only like the world. And that's as far. Now, Jesus, uh, Paul talked about that over in 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1, he talks about that. He said, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as the carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. He said, for I fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. Watch this. For you are yet carnal, for where there is among you envying or strife or division, divisions is racism, uh, are you not carnal and walk as what? Men. The Amplified says, walk as mere men, as mere unchanged men. So a person can be born again and just as carnal as a goat. Again, this word carnal has to do with meaty, meat, having a sense of the flesh instead of the spirit. Look what it says in Romans chapter eight. And in Romans chapter eight, I'll start reading at verse five. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit, for to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and what else? Peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity. It's an enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. One of the major laws of God is faith. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot what? Please God. Now let me just show you this. Five senses. You have the eyes for seeing. You have the ear for hearing. You have the mouth for tasting. You have the nose for smelling. And you have the flesh for feeling. Now this is five senses. But faith is a sixth sense. Got it? So with this sixth sense, it's designed to sense things that you cannot feel, touch, see, taste, hear, smell. It, it, it's, it's, it's a whole level higher than these senses. So if you're only operating in these senses as a Christian, you're carnal. And if you're carnal, Satan can always deceive you. It's capable of being deceived. Over here, you can't be. See, there are two realms. The realm of the spirit, cause. The realm of the flesh, or natural, effect. Cause, effect. So when you're only in this reality of the senses, you're only in the effects. And you're trying to figure out solutions in the natural. But once you get in the spirit, you can go back to the root cause of everything. All right, so here a person, and this person now wants to receive an inheritance from God. 
God does nothing apart from faith. So if they want to receive it naturally, you have to understand that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 50, 50, he said, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. So if you want to receive the inheritance of God and walk in his kingdom, you can't do it with these senses. All right, let's see another one. First Peter in chapter one and verse three. Let's look at that one. First Peter chapter one and verse three, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Keep reading. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for who? You. So you have an inheritance reserved where? In heaven for who? For me. Does that mean I got the wait till I die and go to heaven. No, no, you can get it right now. It's just reserved there. See, it's reserved there because the only way you're going to get it is by what? By faith. You can't go with these senses and get it. You can't get enough PhDs, MDs, DDs, no Ds to get that. You can only get it by faith. And this is what people are trying to do. They're trying to get enough academics or scientific knowledge or whatever to fix some of this out here. There is some fix that you can make out here. But if you really want to go to the root and fix the thing like God had designed for it to be fixed, only the blessing removes the curse. And the blessing is part of your inheritance that you have to receive by faith. I showed you that Revelation chapter five and verse 12. And he said this, he said, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive what? Power, I gotta receive that by faith. To receive what else? Riches, I gotta get those by faith. Receive what? Wisdom, come on. Strength, come on. Honor, come on. Glory, and what else? Blessing. So if I wanna get those, I gotta receive them without feeling it. I can't feel it. So Mark 11, 24, put it up. In Mark 11, 24, he says, this, this is Jesus' teaching. Now he's commanded us to do this. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you what? Receive them and what will happen? You shall have them. And that's the way you're going to get it. You got to believe you got it before you get it. And you're going to have to receive it by what? Faith. And these senses can't step over the line. Your nose can't get over into the seeing and it can't get over into the hearing. It can only smell. Got it? So I'm saying to you now, once you get in this sixth sense, it's got everything to it because you can smell with it. You can speak with it. Come on. You can, you can taste with it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Everything, that one. And this is the one you need 
to be able to get in the driver's seat and be able to have some control over the destiny of your life. That other than that, you got none. Now we have people praying for you and that's why you've made it where you are. Look what he said in Mark chapter four and verse 35. He says, and the same day when evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, the waves beating to the ship, it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, he was asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and they said to him, Master, careth thou not that we perish? And he arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Watch this. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? Why are you so what? Fearful. How is it that you have no what? Faith. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea, what? Obey him. This fear is designed to contaminate your faith. We're going to hit on that for just a minute here. Because Job even said, the thing that I feared most came to me. Notice how fear will draw stuff to you that you don't want. And we're going to try to get rid of some of that fear here today. So notice what he stopped. What did he stop? A storm. So what do you know can stop a storm naturally? Nothing. So Mark eleven twenty four was designed for the impossible. Let's look at a couple of scriptures here. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6. And let's look at verse 16. This is when Elijah, pardon me, Elisha the prophet was telling the army of Israel which way the enemy was going to attack. And the king of Syria, which is the enemy, said, wait a minute, we got a traitor in my camp because every time we go to attack, they set up for us. What did he do? He said, we got a traitor. And the servant said, no, king, you don't have a traitor. You got a prophet down there that knows what you even say in your bedchamber. So they were set up every time they attacked. Now, so the he said, there's a prophet down there. The king said, go get it. So what they do, organize their army, went after him. By night, now they gonna call themselves gonna sneak up on him. Now, I don't know what kind of sense that makes. If he knows which way they're gonna come against him, wouldn't he know they're coming after him? But he didn't run. He stayed right there in the city of Dothan. I'm not talking about Dothan, Alabama. I'm talking about city of Dothan. All right, now, here he was, and the enemy surrounded him by night, and his servant gets up early in the morning and go get him some, some, some coffee, espresso, whatever he gets him. And he saw all these enemy soldiers surrounding him early in the morning. And he cried out for fear. Okay, because this was impossible. He knew it according to the 
five senses. But we're not dealing with the five senses. We're coming up with one more sense. This puts us in a whole nother category. Say amen to that. So your standards of operating are much higher than the world's. Ooh, that's good. So what happens? Put that scripture up there again, please. So he says, he answered and said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, right now, the servant begins to count. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, one, two. Now he dare not rebuke the prophet. But he said, wait a minute now. So the prophet's gonna help him out. The prophet said this. He prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Now, what I tell you about the sixth sense, it's got the same things that your five senses have. And when he opened his eyes, that he may see, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about who? Elijah. Didn't say anything about round about him. All right, let's deal with that. Let's go to Psalms chapter 34. And look at Psalm chapter 34. He says, the angel of the Lord encamp around about them that fear him and what? Delivers them. What is the characteristic of a person who fears God? Now that fear, it doesn't mean tremble. It means reverent respect for his word. What is the characteristic is that the angel of the Lord is gonna be encamped around about you. If you have a reverent respect for God's word, angels are around you right now. They're loaded in here right now because they like me to preach. They like to hear my preaching. We are created on a higher order than angels. We're created just a little lower than who? Than God. Now I'm not trying to d d diminish their importance, but I'm just gonna show you something. So not only do the angels encamp around about you, but they also will what? Is that a maybe or is that God's word? He has given you his word because the angel, if one won't do the job, God's promise is out. And he said in Hebrews 12, he's got innumerable number of angels. That means there's no figure that you can come up with that can designate how many angels he's got. So if one won't do your job, how about two? If two can't get the job done, how about three? Daniel in Daniel chapter 10 had fasted for three weeks on a Daniel fast and he was waiting on a word from God. The angel finally showed up and the angel came and told him, I would have been here for the first day you started and petitioned God, I was sent. He said, but I had a war in the heavenlies. I was warring against Satan and his army. Watch this. And I couldn't break through, so I called for backup. I called for Michael, and Michael, do you hear what I'm saying? Michael came 
who is the chief warring agent. So if God has to call Michael to get your money to you on time, he will call for Michael and you will have your deliverance. Well, I trust that you are blessed by that powerful message. Now, let me share a couple of points you might want to remember. Number one, in the natural, we have five physical senses. But in faith, you have what I call the sixth sense. Now, I don't mean that in some occult way, but it's a sense in a realm that is designed to operate above your five physical senses of touch and taste and smell and hearing and so forth. It operates above those. Now, if you're only operating in this five sense area as a Christian, then you're in a carnal realm and you can be deceived and misled. So what you want to do always is try to keep everything you do over into faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Now, in the spirit, you cannot be deceived. So if you can walk in that spirit, you'll not ever be deceived by the enemy and everything God has you'll get it. Praise God. Well, that's all we have for you today. This is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith. What does living on top of the world look like? It's living in divine health, peace in your home, financial freedom, and much more. Learn how to live on top of every situation in life with Dr. Winston's teaching, Living on Top of the World. To order your copy of this powerful message, Living on Top of the World, on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4, contact us online at BillWinston.org. You can also call us at 1-800-711-9327. Or order our special Living on Top of the World bundle, which includes Living on Top of the World series in either CD or DVD, the Possessing Your Mountain mini book, and the Blessing of the Lord single CD teaching. Start winning in every area of life with this powerful bundle pack. Order your copy today. Hello, this is Bill Winston, and I'd like to share with you a new book that I've just written. It's called Miracles in the Marketplace. Now, traditionally, we thought of miracles happening when people get sick and get a miracle or something's wrong with them physically, they get a miracle. Now, miracles can happen in education, in government, in business, in economics, anywhere. And you can have a miracle in your life. We're up against things and challenges today that let me tell you, the natural solution just won't do it. We need a miracle. Well, this book develops not only a miracle mindset, but how you can produce miracles in your life. It is a phenomenal book, powerful. Praise God, you need to get it today. This is Bill Winston saying, God bless you and keep walking by faith.
The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.